Welcome to Missionary Talks, where we talk with missionaries and learn about their lives and work. Today I'm talking with Jody Harrison. She's a missionary to Spain. Jody, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how the Lord led you to Spain? Sure. I was saved when I was five. I grew up in a Christian home. From a young age, the Lord just really gave me an interest in missions. Whenever missionaries would come to our church, we would have them over to our house. And I was always so excited to hear about them and, and what they were doing. And um, I think then it was kind of, it, I was excited to hear about the adventure part of, of missions. Um, but as I grew older, um, the Lord just started to show me through different avenues how he could use me as a missionary. And um, when I was in junior high, I dedicated my life to the Lord wasn't sure what he wanted me to do. I never would have imagined that he wanted me to be a missionary. But after my sophomore year in high school, I was able to go to Mexico for a week with my youth group. And the Lord just really impressed on my heart then how I can be involved in in serving him no matter where I'm at or how old I am. You know, because it's easy to think when you're young that um, someday I'll serve God. But we could be serving him now, if we're Christians, we need to be living our lives for him. And, and he just taught me that through that week. I ended up going to Maranatha Baptist Bible College where I studied missions. Um, I actually started out as an ed major. But through some different opportunities to to travel, the Lord burdened my heart more for missions. I was able to go to Spain after my freshman year and was just impressed by the the lostness there. It is the least evangelized of the Spanish-speaking countries. And... Um, the Lord just really burdened my heart during that time. And then, um, again, he gave me the opportunity to go to Peru and live there for a year during my junior year. I was I was impressed, again, just with the need of sharing the gospel. And in Peru, there are a lot of churches. There are a lot of churches that send out their own missionaries to parts of Peru or other Spanish-speaking countries, other countries in general. So the Lord, I think just kept growing that burden for Spain because I saw the need everywhere, but really that Spain was very unevangelized. I had started st- studying Spanish when I was in seventh grade, so he'd given me a love for the language, and um, I, I always say it was kind of like an instant burden when I got to Spain the first time, and that sounds kind of funny, but that's really how, how it was. I just I just really felt that the Lord was burdening me for, for the country of Spain. As a single missionary lady... What kind of things that are you dealing with trying to contact churches and get into meetings so that you can raise your support? For me, it's been a neat challenge to show people that you don't have to be married to be a missionary. You don't have to be married to serve the Lord. And, you know, Paul specifically tells us that singleness is a gift and that we can um, serve the Lord sometimes in in ways that married people cannot. And I think it's been a neat opportunity to share that with churches. For me, being younger and being interested in working with a university ministry, you know, I have an opportunity that a married woman wouldn't have because, number one, she'd be married and most likely have kids. And so that takes a lot of time away from what she can do as far as ministering. And so it's been neat to be able to show that to churches. Um, it, It is sometimes... Um, difficult to to communicate with pastors. I think, you know, probably as a man, they're more used to communicating with men, but not that that's a bad thing, you know, but it's it's been um, neat to learn how to share my burden and express that. 
university ministry, what does that mean? What kind of ministry will you have with the university students? Um, well, this is actually, I will with my mission board, I will be the first international missionary to be doing uh, university outreach. So um, I don't know 100% what I'll be doing, but my goal is to attend the university myself so that I can get to know people and, and um, you know, have some outreach that way. At first by studying some more Spanish just so I can be able to communicate better. And then just studying different things. I have a burden for the Muslim people in Spain, so I will plan to study Arabic as well as, you know, maybe some Spanish history. I'm learning more about their their culture and their um, their country so that I can know how to minister to them better. So, you know, just getting to know people. Spain is a very relationship-based country, and so building relationships is going to be an important thing. And then just having, you know, having them over for Bible studies, that's obviously the main goal is to to evangelize them, to teach them what God's Word says, and to help them understand salvation and their need of Christ, and then get them involved in a local church. And so I will be working with a church planting couple to... Um, you know, reach out to those university students. And at this point, it can be anything. Right now, they do literature tables. We hand out free um, Bibles and different literature about the gospel. I, I, I will be able to do, you know, Bible studies, like I said, just different activities. It's really up to our imagination and how best we can minister to them in their culture. So um, it is kind of, I, I don't know exactly 100% yet, but that's that's what we're looking at right now. So if I were going to go to another country to do a university-type ministry like this, what kind of things should I look for in a university? For example, I, I imagine as a foreigner, it might be difficult to get accepted to a school. Uh, what what kind of obstacles would I would I deal with if I wanted to go to another country, or, or what maybe what countries should I look at as possibilities? Um, you know, and I'm not sure that I know the exact answer to that. I know that in Spain, we do have to register our group with the university, um, which we have to do that in the States as well. So you have to have um, like a faculty. In the States, you have to have a faculty representative, um, and that kind of depends on the university. In Spain, you have to have people who are kind of active in the university, so students. So that would be another reason for me taking classes as well. Just getting registered with the university and making sure that you're going by their rules. You know, the, the last thing we want to do is is make it impossible to minister there. Um, so just, and, and you know, it's going to be different every country you go to, really. But but it is such a neat ministry opportunity because pretty much any, any country you go to and minister in a university, they have foreigners there that can learn about the gospel and take it back to their own country. In Spain, you mentioned the the Muslims uh, from mainly North Africa, I imagine. Uh, what other people groups are in Spain? Is Spain a very culturally diverse place? It really is. We have a huge um, Latin immigrant population. Um, in our in our church, for example, sixty percent of our congregation are Latin immigrants. Twenty um, percent of them would be other European countries and North African people, and then about 20% would be Spanish people. Probably, I think you, you see a lot of um, Romanian people. We have um, a lot of gypsies as well that may come from Romania, but we have a lot of them that have maybe immigrated immigrated from there but now live in Spain. And they come, the economy right now is not the best <laughs> in Spain. It's actually, um, they're very, it's, it's very bad right now. But um, 
they would come because being part of the European Union, they can work in Spain even without having to be a Spanish citizen. So we have a lot, a lot, I think probably that I have seen a lot of Romanians and Latin immigrants would probably be um, the most Spain is a country that is very different from one region to another. What area are you going to be in that, and what what is kind of some of the uniqueness of the area you'll be? Um, well, I will be in um, Salamanca, which is in Castilla-Leon, the largest and most unevangelized part of Spain. We, in our region, we have, um, they're well known for their cured hams, so that's one thing food-wise. They say that Salamanca... Um, they speak the most pure Spanish. So it is um, where a lot of people will come to learn Spanish because it is the the most proper Spanish, I guess, as they say. <laughs> um, and Okay, they speak the more proper Spanish, but you're right next to Portugal. Do you have a lot of Portuguese influence into the language there, or is it is it really pretty pretty? pure and clean Spanish. Um, you don't really notice that much of, a, of an influence from Portugal. Um, we do have a lot of Portuguese people, so you hear it a lot, and um, you can definitely tell when you're listening to a Brazilian or a Portuguese person um, speaking Spanish because they have that different accent. Um, but I think that it doesn't necessarily influence our Spanish. So I, I would also imagine that much of Spain claims, because of the diversity in the country. Well, our Spanish is better than your Spanish. Is there a lot of uh, provincial pride as opposed to just country pride? We're all Spaniards. No, well, I may be a Spaniard, but I'm from Salamanca or, or wherever. There definitely is, and it, it depends. It varies between the provinces, but um, a lot of them don't want to be part of Spain. They want to be their own country. And so um, I don't know that we necessarily have that problem in Castilla-Leon, but um, there is there is that a lot in northern Spain, especially. And so they a lot of times will say they're from Catalonia or I'm from País Vasco. They're not they're not Spanish first. So you do see that some. As you think about ministry there, or maybe in your preparation for ministering there, is there a story that you'd like to share with churches you'd like to share with us here? Sure. Um, and, you know, this doesn't really have much to do with me actually being on the mission field, but as I think back and just how the Lord can can use anyone, but to be able to use us, we need to be faithful. And before I, well, from high school all through college, um, I worked at the same the same place and I had a co-worker who really just would have claimed to be atheist and she wanted nothing to do with Christ and you know it w- it was harder while we're busy at work to to really be outwardly witnessing but everybody there knew that I went to church they knew what I believed and they knew that I wouldn't work on Sundays because I I needed to go to church and and um when I had you know, and I had opportunities to share Christ and um, just to be able to talk to people, but she just never really wanted to hear it. Then one day she just came to me and just asked me to pray about something for her. And I thought, well, of course I'll do that. But I was thinking to myself, this is so odd, I guess, (laughs) because, you know, she was not the type of person that would have wanted anything to do with God. We just got to talking over the weeks and months and, um, 
she was just really going through some struggles and some things she had to face from her past as well, that there was a lot of bitterness there. But she, she came to me and said, you know, I, I've watched you and I've seen what you say about God and how you live. And, um, she said, I, I really want to learn more about God. And so I was able to, um, we would close, so we didn't get out of work until, you know, 11 or 12 at night, but we would get together and talk about, about God's word and what it said. And one day she called me and she said, I'm ready. And I was like, you're ready for what? <laughs> and she said, I, I need to get saved. And that was just a reminder to me, you know, it doesn't matter if we're on the mission field or if we are at home, not, you know, not a foreign missionary, but we need to be faithful and, and God can use that. And, you know, he'll be able to use that same kind of, of life while I'm in Spain, um, as he did in Michigan. You've been studying Spanish for a long time. Uh, now you're getting ready to go to the country. Do you have any funny language story that, uh, maybe you've said something inappropriate that, uh, is okay to share here? You know, I really don't, and I'm kind of sad about that. I, I, I hear all these funny stories of people saying things, and I, I have not said anything. I mean, I, I've used a wrong word, but not that made it too funny, and, and I'm kind of disappointed about not having a good story to share. Well, that will come, because at some point you'll say something inappropriate. I've done it a few times. Well, thank you, Jody. It was nice talking to you. As we close, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? Um, I think just kind of going back on... Uh, you know, my story that I had, um, and incorporating my testimony, I think that it's just so important to realize that no matter who we are or where we are or how old we are, that, that God can use us. Because looking back now over, um, over my life and just seeing how the Lord has worked through different situations, um, you know, that he, gave me a love for missionaries and he gave me a love for Spanish and for traveling and just different things like that. And, and being able to be involved in different mission trips and how he has, has used each of those steps to work out where I will be ministering. And, you know, we have to, we have to be faithful to God. And, um, and that starts when we're young, as soon as we're a Christian, not someday. And, um, and I think that, you know, it's just, it's, it was an encouragement to me when I was in college to hear from missionaries who said, you know, the Lord started burdening my heart when I was in college and I needed to realize that I needed to be faithful in what I was doing while I was in college, while I was preparing for ministry, not just once I got there. You've been listening to Missionary Talks with David Peach. Please visit us at missionarytalks.com.